Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good, good morning, morning, Russell. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a powerful Friday Bible study session. We thank you for all the powerful daily reflections your brother Savio shares, prayers to pull down altars from our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are enlightening us about our own circumstances, about the wickedness that the enemy wants to silently carry out. Most of us live our lives unaware, blaming everything else in the physical without actually looking at the spiritual source. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing that new thing in our lives every single day. By your revelation, you pour wisdom into our hearts. You open up our understanding. You let us know the truth. Just as Jesus said, it is your truth then. By your spirit, not by our might, not by our power. But by your truth, revealed by your spirit that we are set free. From every bondage, from every yoke, from every limitation. We recognize our identity and we step into the authority that you give us. And you bid us speak. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you never give up on us. That even though we make mistakes, we keep falling. You keep coming back to convict us and to work with us to rise above that limitation, that vulnerability in our lives. To reject and renounce every crown that we wear. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you that you call each one of us by name every single day. Even today, Lord, you call us to be with you in your secret place. Where you can pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That joy which is necessary when we release our faith. So that it is not out of fear, it is not in doubt. It is not contaminated, but it is pure and it is complete. A faith that can bring manifestation. A faith that can bring miracles. We thank you, Father, for that peace and that joy that you pour into our hearts. That we are unmoved, that we hold on. Unashamed and unabashed. We do not change our stance, our word or our position. We share the same peace and joy, Lord, which only you can give. We share that invitation to others to come and receive of it. The same peace and joy with all those that are part of this praying family. With Christians everywhere that do not yet know you. And those that do not want to know you. We share it, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer at our altar today with all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord. So that you can hover over everything that is void and formless. And use that faith as raw material to give it life. And as you remember each of these, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator the lifter of men, the great I am, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, who always remembers his covenants with us.
to one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield, our strength, the one in whom we trust. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the God who reaffirmed that covenant of covenants with us. He said, heaven and earth shall pass, but my word shall not pass. And then he shed his blood for our, for our atonement. That we might not be lost in the outer darkness, but might be shown the way back into the kingdom, the way of salvation. The Alpha and the Omega, the one who leads us in the day of battle, the rider on the white horse, the bridge back to the Father. He is our rock, our refuge, our foundation. He is our daily bread. The manna sent straight down from heaven until the day that we enter into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of our salvation, the kingdom, the house of our Father. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of light, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of life, the Spirit of victory, the Spirit of the all-powerful El Shaddai, the breath of the Father given to us, that we might have life. The fire on our altar that powers it. The one who made his tabernacle within our body and now gives life to our spirit. The one who heals our backsliding is always willing to convict but never to condemn. Condemnation is from the devil. Conviction is from God. Just as Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And Lord, your word reveals to us, even in Jeremiah 30, even in Ezekiel 33, that it is your will that even those who sin should not be handed over to death and darkness. So you make a way for redemption for each one of us to bring us back to salvage. We thank you, Father, for the gift of your word, your spirit, for the gift of prayer where we can legally authorize you to step into our situation. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. We thank you that you bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, with every physical need, with provisions for each of these physical needs. You bless us with prophecies, with promises in your word and with principles by which when we live, then we come within the hedge of protection that you have set up for us. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Lord, for each of these lives. 
We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption over this, over this family, Lord, in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth today. I declare in faith that it shall not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and for the discernment to choose life in every situation, in every circumstance that we speak in. Thank you, Jesus. Today we continue on our series on when God turns your captivity. And so far, we've been looking at the 10 plagues of Egypt. We've covered how at first the Nile was turned red with blood. And then the Lord brought out frogs from the Nile. In the third plague, he caused lice to be formed out of the dust. In the fourth one, he sent a swarm of flies. The fifth one, he killed their cattle, their animals. And selectively, only the Egyptians, those belonging to the Egyptians, but not those belonging to the Israelites. In the sixth one, Moses sprinkled ash in the air and boils broke out over all Egypt. But even after these six, Pharaoh still wouldn't listen. One by one, his gods were being attacked and they failed. Their altars were being destroyed. And yet he held his nose up in pride. And so the Lord sent the seventh plague. But before this one, before sending the seventh one, God warned Pharaoh that the next few that would come from now on would be more severe than the others because he did not listen so far. It's important for us to remember as well when the Lord gives us warnings, multiple warnings, and we refuse to heed to it sometimes and continue to remain in our sin, then the intensity of the punishment can also grow because now we knowingly and willingly are choosing to stay within that sin. We need to be very careful. So Pharaoh here as well was warned that these would be more severe than the others and they were designed to convince Pharaoh and all the people that there is none like God in all the earth. That he would send these plagues upon Pharaoh's heart, his servants, and his people. So the next one was a direct attack on them. It was like he had just turned up the heat to the next level. But as an example of his grace, 
God warned Pharaoh to gather whatever cattle and crops remained from the previous plague and to shelter them from the coming storm. For the next day, he would rain down hail and with it fire would come, such as they had never seen before in the land. <clears throat> and anyone left in the field, left out in the field, man or beast alike, would die. And the Bible records that those that heeded the word were saved. But there were some that ignored it and said, ah, no, that nothing like that's going to happen. They paid the price. All the crops were destroyed. So this was an attack on not the sky goddess, on Osiris, the crop fertility god, and Seth, the god of storm, the god of storm and disorder. So this time you see now their food was attacked. The Bible says their flax and their barley crop that was ready to be harvested was destroyed. But wheat and rye were not yet destroyed. Now look at God's grace there. He still gave them a chance. Wheat and rye was not destroyed as they were not ready for the harvest. Only the, the crop that was ready for harvest was destroyed. That was his mercy. And here again, nothing in Goshen where the Israelites lived was harmed. It was only the crops of the Egyptians that were destroyed. And though Pharaoh pleaded with Moses to ask God to stop the hail, as soon as it stopped, he was back in his pride again. How much a downfall can pride bring to a man? It is a lesson for us too. When the Lord corrects, we must listen and we must repent. But if we hold our heads up in pride, then he has no option but to break us. Pharaoh was heading down that same way of breakage. But he was unrepentant at this stage. So we move on to the next one now. That brought plague number eight. But before God brought the next plague, he told Moses that the Israelites would be able to tell their children of the things that they had seen God do in Egypt and how it showed them God's power. And the intention there was to stir up their faith. That's primarily one of the reasons why we insist on testimonies as well in our Friday Bible study sessions. How it shows of God's power that is working in people's lives when they've applied their faith, when they've applied what they've learned from the word. So this time the eighth plague now was locusts. And again it was focused on not on Osiris and on Set. Because locusts are known to destroy all crop all forms of vegetation in general. 
Even Pharaoh's servants said to him, Let them go. Do you not know that Egypt is destroyed? But Pharaoh sought to negotiate with Moses to only take the men and to leave the rest behind. So this time, all the remaining crop of wheat and rye that we saw in the previous plague was spared from the hail. All the fruit trees and the herbs which had survived the hail, all of that was now devoured by the swarms of locusts. There would be no harvest in Egypt that year. They had an opportunity to save some because of the choices they made, because of the choices Pharaoh made. Whatever was left is also gone. Now that can happen to us as well. At times when we do not heed a warning and we are let loose with a light punishment, a light sentence, and then choose to go back into the same sin again. The next time we find the punishment is severe. Well, it's from both sides. It's from God as well as from Satan because from the demonic end, they will send seven more wicked spirits with the one that came first, that was cast out. So it does end up being severe on both ends. But in this case here now, no food at all left for the Israelites. Are you seeing... How God attacked one by one, he attacked their economy, he attacked their productivity, he attacked their lifestyle, he attacked their health, now he attacked their food. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you and repent for our sin, for all the crowns we wear, and also all our vulnerabilities and failures, the mistakes that we made. We ask for forgiveness and we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus wash away our iniquity, Lord. We ask that it wash away our iniquity. And in the name of Jesus, we come against every altar of pride, of frustration, altars of poverty, altars of scattering, and altars of prayerlessness. Our brother Savio has shared a powerful prayer to pull down a reflection with that as well. To pull down altars of slumber and prayerlessness. I encourage you to read that and use that prayer. By the blood of Jesus, let these altars be destroyed now. Completely crushed and uprooted out of our destinies, uprooted out of this house. Let these altars over anyone in this house be destroyed now in the name of Jesus. Let their idols be judged and the demonic spirits associated with them be cursed, bound, uprooted and cast out in the name of Jesus. We cancel their authority, their permission to be here. They must leave now. We command them to leave now in the name of Jesus. Lord, your word says who the sun sets free is free indeed. So I declare freedom over your people in this house by the power of the Holy Ghost in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus.
and we shall continue with the last two plagues in our concluding session tomorrow. Father, in the name of Jesus, the prayer that we have now raised, we ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord. We ask for liberty for these, your servants, by your yoke-breaking anointing. Isaiah 10, 27. That breaks the yoke of ignorance. That breaks the yoke of suffering. That breaks all the yoke against of every such altar. We come against every such altar that we have mentioned here. Especially that of prayerlessness. And that of pride. And along with Lord, as we pray for our spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are in battle, that are facing division, separation, especially divorce. Families that live under the same roof and yet do not talk to each other. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their life, especially all kinds of addictions, all kinds of compulsive behaviors, but also those particularly of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. Schemes of the enemy designed to keep your people in subjection, in bondage, in chains. We come against it by the blood of Jesus and we declare every such yoke broken now. Father, let your anointing be released over each of these, Lord, to touch these lives, that there is liberty, that there is freedom, that there is a lifting up, that they are set on course on the path to salvation, connected with your word light and guided by your spirit. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kalau bapa biasa, so dah barajelah rando lorus kerede de 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 kerja. 
Rosila Barajelara Sotte <laughs> Sudah barajalah rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-rantara-
Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from Galatians 5, verse 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 12, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Go, proclaim this message towards the north. Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will frown on you no longer, for I am faithful, declares the Lord. I will not be angry forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, uh, daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube. 
with friends and family, invite them to join in those live sessions. Alternatively, you could point them to the recordings on YouTube, Spotify, or on our Facebook pages. Invite people to join the prayer group as well, knowing the benefits that you have experienced being part of it. Testify to those and share that benefit with others. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. God bless everyone.